Welcome to Champagne Problems Podcast. I am your host, Robbie Shaw. Join us as we explore mental and emotional well-being, physical optimization, and the journey to discovering your highest self. Champagne Problems is brought to you in proud partnership with Bond Buzz, the alcohol-free social spirit. Bond Buzz is an award-winning, alcohol-free functional beverage company creating adult drinks that are health-forward, all-natural, and uncompromising. They're on a mission to create a future where feeling good and getting buzzed exist in absolute harmony and not at the expense of your health. Their bold concoctions offer focus and energy while calming the nervous system for a night on the town or a productive afternoon. Bond Buzz uses only natural ingredients and a hyperfunctional blend of nootropics, adaptogens, and functional mushrooms to amplify the sensory experience. If you're looking for a drink to help you cool off after work or a drink to stimulate your mind and body without the harmful, icky hangovers, drink Bond Buzz for good days only. Welcome back, friends and family. We have a very special treat today. My co-host is former guest and friend of the podcast, Sarah Olin. Sarah has been an executive coach for over a decade and is the founder and CEO of LUMO, whose mission is to support expectant parents through pregnancy, maternity leave, and their return to work experience. And today, Sarah and I will be speaking with the feminist who loves men, the one and only Liz Plank. Liz is an award-winning journalist, international best-selling author, and host of several critically acclaimed series at Vox Media and NBC News. She hosts Synced, a podcast with Dax Shepard and Monica Padman, and the Man Enough podcast with Justin Baldoni and Jamie Heath. Her widely successful book, For the Love of Men, A Vision of Mindful Masculinity, has been featured just about everywhere, and Liz has made appearances just about everywhere. I rarely get nervous anymore for these, and I'm not that nervous now, but I am intimidated. But I think I like that. Let's go to Liz. Liz Plank, welcome to Champagne Problems. <laughs> Thank you for having me. We are so happy you're here. We, uh, it's been a long time coming, as we just discussed. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm going to give you a quick, quick story to start off, and it's going to be full transparency as to how I, I, I found you. My wife and I separated uh, two years ago for a year. We are back together, and we are happier than ever. Oh, it's man. amazing. Greatest thing ever that could have happened, even though it was brutal in the, in, the, in the moments. But during that time, there was some reading that was advised to me and uh, <laughs> a lot of lot of advice, a lot, a lot of a lot of reading was advised to me. Um, have you ever heard of the book? Uh, this is how your marriage ends by Matthew Frey. No. Oh man! Right up your alley. Right up your alley, because it's it's a man basically writing how his marriage ended, and and it's it's geared towards other men to say, here's how your marriage is going to end if you don't fix some shit. And it was all the things that he woke up on that he you know at the time was that that's her fault, and I make the money, and all the stuff we hear, and it was all the things that he he woke up to later to realize that he held a major role, <laughs> if not most of it. Uh, so it was really, really good. And I only bring that up because I think that would be interest uh, of interest to you. Uh, but at the same time, your name was also advised. And uh, I was a, I was a little combative, of course. Uh, but <laughs> not, no resistance from you. Oh, That's zero, weird. No, zero, no, zero. No, no, no. I'm 
fully open and vulnerable. And uh, no, I uh, I am actually. I, I'm a very sensitive, vulnerable guy. I'm a mama's boy. I have a 13 year old daughter. I I fully support a lot of things, but there's a lot of things inside of me that I don't know are there. And 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 those are the things that I continuously get, you know, educated on, and I'm open to for sure. Um, but in researching you, as I was advised to read you. Uh, I automatically said she'd be perfect for the show, and I reached out, and it was, you said yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I love. I didn't know that. That's how. Um, yeah, just the the book came into your life. Uh, did it? What? What? Did it help you? It did. It it did. It was. You know, it, it's it it wasn't so much the content. It's more, like I said, the allowing the content. Yeah. More than anything. And, and that's that I think that's a lot of our issues is is the allowing is is letting right. that wall come down and mm. and just being open to the growth. Yeah. Right. Well, especially if it's happening during I think the hope would be um, that, you know, men are able to or boys right are able to do that work before they're in a moment of crisis like yours, which is like probably when you're the least open, right? To, right. to right. <laughs> like taking a, a beat and, and reflecting on, you know, what, what, what you have to work on or, or, or what might not be working, right? It, it's very, you know, I commend you for being able to do that. And that's probably why your, your, you know, marriage is better than ever, um, that you were willing to do that when it was, when it was tough. Um, so that's great. I'm so happy it was helpful. Yeah, of course. Um, all right. So yeah. before we dig in, too deep. Let's. We're gonna do this rapid fire questioning, which is what we do kind of every episode. Um, what we always have done is just rapid fire questions to the guest. We're gonna all answer them today. Great. Oh my! Yeah. Great. You Love. ready? I'm gonna go first, so it gives everybody time to think. Okay. Go for it. Here we go. First live music concert and where? Mine, Ziggy Marley, and in excess. At the old Charlotte Coliseum. Sarah, go. Wow. <laughs> New kids on the block. <laughs> Providence, Rhode Island. Bam! Oh, so good. Um, Backstreet Boys. Oh! Um, Montreal, Canada. Yes. Wow. Yeah. With you my mom. Bo you boy banders. <laughs> oh, it's so sweet. That's so cool. Uh, next question. So we're going to try to rapid these things. What food is your guilty pleasure? Chinese. Thai food. Pad CU ah. with mock duck. Mm. Delish. Mm. I am also a Thai gal, um, but it's it's red curry. Um, I love a red curry. I could eat that every day. <laughs> mm. Mm -mm. Love it. So good. All right. What intimidates you? Other than talking to two feminists who love men. <laughs> um <laughs> Public speaking, which is funny because I do this. And you're a great speaker. <laughs> what intimidates me? It's got to be something around parenting. And it's a, it's a humility thing with my daughter. And what intimidates me is not giving her the space to fully be who she is mm. and, and having my expectations get in front of her in some way. Mm. Yeah. Um, 
funny people, like people who, who like are so witty and have so many jokes uh, and like in a way, yeah, that, that I, I, I can get real shut down sometimes, even though I love goofing around. Um, but yeah, really witty people can intimidate me. Yeah. God, that is a great answer because I, I certainly fall into that space because I always try to be funny. I'm, I'm always yeah. trying to be funny. In fact, I tried yeah. to do comedy at one point. Funny people, <sighs> they are so smart. So, so, quite, so fast. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, here's a weird one. What's your favorite smell? Uh, <laughs> my favorite smell is um, the uh, the beach. Mm. Salt, salt and sand and muck. Even marsh in yeah. the morning. Yeah. <laughs> I love a blanket right out of the dryer. Uh, just fresh. Good. Yeah. I'm like movie theater popcorn. Like oh, just mm. that smell. Yeah. That expensive popcorn smell. <laughs> yeah. That $9 small. Yeah. 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 Love it. Um, all right. This one's hard. Luckily, I've already, I knew these questions, so I've already thought about them. But uh, if you could know the answer to any question in the world, what would you ask? Hmm. Um, you know, uh, people always do the, you know, what happens after death or, or, you know, what is it about and all that kind of stuff. And I do like that question because I really want to know it. Um, I'd like to know if humans, the human being is divine in the sense of, or that, are we different than every other living thing on the planet or are we, we hold just as much value as a possum? Mm. Wow. That's a good one. <laughs> hey, hey. That's a really good one. <laughs> I think because it's front of mind for me, I think the question that I'd like the answer to right now uh -huh. is what would make the biggest difference for organizations to actually pay attention and support their working parents, their expecting parental talent. It's just, it's the water I'm swimming What's in. What's the so, answer? Yeah, the thing that would actually move the needle for them. Yeah. Yeah. Good one. I would like to know what pets think about us. Like, what do animals <gasps> think about us? <laughs> like, Such how do they, yeah, how are they um perceiving us in, in in general and like what what if they could talk or if they do talk to each other what do they say mm. i would love to know what my dog thinks about me <laughs> we have i always say to matt we have such a codependent my dog and i have such a codependent relationship <laughs> i'm clearly the the alpha person in her person but she is in love with my husband. She looks at him like he hung the moon. And it's different with me. Uh, <laughs> Isn't that interesting. weird? Yeah. Energetically, it's different. It feels different. It even looks different. Right. Yeah. Like if they could do memes about us, you know how we, we make memes about our about dogs and cats. Yes. And like, what would their memes be? <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's a good one. I'd love to know that. I, yeah. that, I have something to share on that but I'm, it's a little bit icky. Should I share it? Yes. Is anybody scared to, of what I'm about to say? No. If you, the, the 
the stats or the research or the facts show that if you pass away in your house with pets, there's a certain number of days that it would take before they begin to eat you. Wow. Oh, no. I like love. That's really that's I, sad. I warned you. Cats are wow. a little bit longer than dogs. Wow. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Noted. Um, Noted. Is it like out of love? Like they just like want to... Eat well, you, that like would be the question that you would need to, uh, yeah. to ask uh, we'll the ask genie. That. Okay, now I <laughs> yeah. really need to know what they think. The out oh of love, like they want to ingest your your yeah. energy. Yeah, like, well, if she's yeah, if she's it's gone, it's not just I'm hunger. Have... Yeah. <laughs> All right, crazy. Let's move forward. Liz Plank, um, give us a little bit of history on yourself, if you would. You know, maybe some hot points in your childhood, where you grew up, where you went to school, maybe specifically that led to kind of your path as of late. Yeah, uh, I was born in Montreal in Canada, um, uh, where the, you know, the, the Backstreet Boys concert happened. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. I, <laughs> and I did love the Backstreet Boys. Uh, I was... Um, always like kind of boy crazy I would say um as a as I think a lot of young girls are um and but but yeah I I was pretty drawn to uh I guess service and 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 sort of um human rights and just very disturbed by inequality I would say from a very early age I was like what and I still think about it regularly where I'm just like I can't believe we're expected to tolerate the amount of inequality that we just like experience and witness on a regular day basis. Like I, I, I have not grown out of that like phase of like, you know, as a two-year-old being like, but why, but why is there mm. a homeless person, you know, yeah. and we're shopping for holiday presents. Why don't they have a home and why do we, you know? And Ugh. so I, yeah, I started, um, you know, I, I went into women's studies and, and into international development um, in school. And then I got a graduate degree. I, I was going to do social work because I was working at a community center uh, for uh, people with disabilities at the time in, in Montreal. And I really enjoyed that work. Um, but then, yeah, kind of got taken on a different path um, and wanted to work more. Well, I yeah, I, I felt that I was so... Uh, it was so unsatisfying uh, sometimes to work in 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 these community you know settings because I I felt like oh I I I'm can make a difference that day but then they'll go back to their environment where they're you know not being um, you know fed properly or not there's right. not the same kind of resources or they're going to take the bus and someone's you know people are going to stare at them like I just was like okay uh, you know policy felt uh, like a more appealing. Um, sort of area of focus for me. And then, uh, but then, yeah, fell into journalism instead <laughs> uh, while I was studying in, in, in London, um, doing doing policy work. And um, yeah, started this petition around female boxers because um, it was the London Olympics and they wanted to force female boxers to wear skirts um, oh, so that they could be more yeah. Wow. Um, and so, yeah, I uh, tweeted to like 33 people who were following me on Twitter at the time, how appalled <laughs> I was. Um, and then, yeah, sort of it led to me starting a petition and, and writing my first article. And then the the like they changed the Olympics, like like based it's on incredible. this like, petition just going viral. Right. <laughs> and so it. that was 
yeah, it, it was this kind of huge yeah. insight for me of, of, you know, and also it was the early 2010s. Uh, it was this sort of digital revolution in, in, in journalism and, and social media was becoming not just a place where you like post photos of your brunch, but where, you know, people were getting news and people were coalescing and organizing. So I, I it became this really interesting tool for me to do the advocacy that I, you know, um, was 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 interested in. And uh, yeah, here I am 10 years later. Um, yeah, I, I moved to New York. I worked at a you know small media company, ended up working at Vox, ended up, um, mm -hmm. you know, uh, MSNBC, uh, yada, yada, yada. And um, yeah, now I have um, a Substack, you know, where I can write um, directly to, to, to people without any editors telling me uh, what to write or what not to write about. And, um, and I, you know, I'm, I'm very, um, I feel really, really lucky uh, that I get to um, just, yeah, ha have a community of, of, of people who make my work possible. Mm. Mm. Love that. Tell us about Not So Special. Yeah, that is um, my movie. Uh, yeah, 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 it's a movie. Yeah, it's so well, we, we we typically get our guests to promote their stuff at the end, but I want you to promote oh. it at the, at the beginning of this thing so people hear it. Okay, because <laughs> it's amazing. You. Thanks, I appreciate it. Um, yeah, it's a film. You know, yeah, during the pandemic, I just kind of left uh, my job at Vox and. Um, was kind of attempting a, a sort of freelance career as a, as a journalist. And so I, but yeah, there were no, not a lot of opportunities. And, and I think journalism in general, anyway, that's like a whole other conversation. I think it's, it's harder um, to uh, do um, nowadays, but, but yeah, I, I had always dreamed of making, um, a do I love documentaries basically. Like I've, I've seen like three movies, but I've seen like 5 million documentaries. It's super weird. Like even as a kid, I preferred, yeah, I just love real things yeah. that have like, nonfiction. Really happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can't even novels. I'm like, but like this didn't happen. Like, why am I reading? Like, like yeah. it's, it's waste dumb. of time. It's dumb. I have to, <laughs> yeah, I have to get myself to read fiction because like smart people read fiction. But there's a thing in my brain. I don't know. Thing like I'm very yeah interested in nonfiction and um and then yeah I I, I wanted to make like a short film about my friend Paul who has um uh, Down syndrome and it turned into this whole feature about um ableism and and disability rights um and and actually it started from me freezing my eggs um and being told you know do you, would you want to genetically test your your embryo mm. and i you know had never really thought about that option wow. and suddenly i was kind of confronted uh with a decision that i think a lot you know is difficult for a lot of people um and so i i, I go on a journey to find out you know what would it be like to be a parent to a child with a disability and, and you know in our current 2023 2024 whenever this comes out uh yeah. moment and it yeah it led me down so many interesting paths um and uh it's been a joy really to work on holy cow liz yeah. i love that uh yeah. we have a dei book club at lumo and oh, cool. the last book that we read was disability visibility have you heard yeah. about this book alice wong yeah she's awesome yeah oh my gosh yeah. i'll say of all the books that we've read, and we've read many about race and gender and ageism. I mean, everything. This was one of the toughest. Mm. Why was I it found. tough? Um, I think it was tough to understand and realize there was so much that I didn't know in so many ways 
the the hardest story for me was the 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 deaf man who was incarcerated mm. and they would put him with blind inmates because you know if you have a disability just you disability. just go to and and he couldn't you know when they were asking him if he was innocent or guilty his hands were handcuffed behind his back so he couldn't oh sign just yeah just heartbreaking that people have to endure this and that's one of many because there's so many different types um yeah so it was it just really challenged me to think about my own bias what i'm not present to but i think it's a really amazing conversation and i love that you were looking at it through the lens of what would it be like to parent a child like this yeah. and bring someone into the world so yeah how does that relate to your ultimate mission? What is your ultimate mission and how does not so special relate to that? It's a great question. Um, what is my overall mission? Uh, um, <laughs> I, it's shifted, you know, I, I, I will say, I think in the last, I mean, the world has shifted, we all have. And, and I've tried to be as like compassionate, honestly, with, with myself and, and with the way that, that, my work, um, like what it, re what it represents, you know, like I think in, you know, in 2016, I was covering the Trump, you know, uh, elect, uh, uh, campaign and covering what, what felt like the nuttiest year, you know, of our lives, yes. you know, little, and then, you know, little did we know every <laughs> year right. after that would become, <laughs> Nuttier. It's really like, the nuttiest. Yes. And even like yeah. I'll think sometimes I'm like, remember when we thought 2020 was like, yeah. like yeah. that was a cakewalk. So, yeah. I feel yeah. that it's really been a challenging decade, you know, for, for all of us. And so my work has shifted a lot more to kind of yeah, politics and and the news cycle and and to actually helping people cope. Um yeah. with the times that we're living through while still, uh, you know, being a, a vehicle or, or, or creating a space where, where we can talk about, you know, how identity complicates everything and, and, you know, how to overcome inequality in, in every possible way. But I think mental health has become a, a, a vector through, through which, you know, a lot of, 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 of inequality um, exists in, in, in our society. So it's become a, a also a lot more about solution-based journalism. You know, mm -hmm. I think before I, I didn't feel like people were as harmed by the news ecosystem. And I got really interested in, you know, what a compassionate news uh, delivery, you know, could, could look like where mm. we're not just counting clicks, but we're, um, you know, one of the factors we take into consideration uh, into consideration is how someone feels after they've mm. read our news story, um, mm. what they do after they've read our news story. Are they more apathetic about the world? Are they more engaged? Um, do they care more about other people or do they care less? Um, are they, are they, you know, feeling, uh, more hopeful about them? Like, do they like themselves more yeah. or do yeah. they, you know, kind of re re reject or, or numb, um, you know, themselves. And, and that became like really important to me because I felt, I felt it happening to me, you know, yeah. and often what you need is, is what the world needs, you know? And so mm. I, I, yeah, I've shifted a lot of my work to, to, to being really focused on how I'm making people feel. And um, just the importance of civil, civil, um, 
civil disobedience, yes, uh, which has always been kind of important to me in terms of, you know, showing people the power that they have in terms of, you know, dictating um, how their how their how democracy and how government and, and how their communities function, but but also like civil engagement, or, or sorry, mm. civic in, in engagement, um, making sure that we care about our, our communities, that we care about each other. Because um, I, I feel that, you know, with everything going on in the world, a lot of it can be distilled to just, we don't, you know, we're, we're, when you're not feeling good uh, about yourself, you're not going to feel good about other people. Um, and, and the things that you'll do, the actions that you'll take, the behaviors that will, you know, occur as a result of that are, are, are not going to be coming from a place of um, care and, 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 and respect and love. And I really feel deeply that that's what we, we need um, today. And not just like in a basic way, right. Of like, love your neighbor, like, and you know just be polite like but a deep like what would deep deeply loving each other you know look mm -hmm. like on like a policy level and deeply including each other look like on a policy level and what's always been i think the vector you know or or, or powering or a sort of directing force in 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 my work is like where are people excluded you know mm -hmm. and that was also you know to finally answer your question like not so special is really at its core about the the you know exclusion and 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 rejection mm -hmm. of of people with disabilities and the you know one of the only forms of segregation that that is really not just tolerated but completely legal you know we yeah. we put people with disabilities in different schools we yeah. um you know give them separate entrances and separate bathrooms or no bathrooms at all um you know we really treat um, people with disabilities differently. And we don't really question, A, how that impacts people with disabilities, but how it impacts us. Yeah. You know, how does it impact? How do we raise children in a world where we say that's what we do and that's okay? Um, yeah. I always felt kind of like complicit as yeah. a kid, like in the exclusion of people with disabilities. And I never, yeah, I just didn't understand. Um, you know, one of the first uh, uh, volunteer experiences I had was with, with with Best Buddies, which I really recommend for anyone who's looking to just dip their toes. Oh, they're for great. You, you know them? Love okay. Best Buddies. Yeah, yeah. They're awesome. And, yeah. you know, I, I, at my college, there was a group of people with disabilities who worked at my, you know, it, it's called Seja up in Quebec, but it's basically like college. And but they were always like separate from the rest of us. They were in, in a separate room. They were in a separate table, you know, in the cafeteria. And and one of the, you know, things that I really loved about volunteering was like, I'm getting to know my community. Like I'm getting to know like the full potential of 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 who's here. And um, why why would I be why would they be denied connection? But also why would I be denied connection with 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 um you know a group of people based on an arbitrary, you know, thing that we've decided makes you, you know, whatever different or uh, worthy of, of, of being isolated. So, yeah, I think it comes a lot down to, to, for me, like I, you know, I, again, I worked at a community center for, you know, people with disabilities, but my dream would be like creating a community center for everybody. Like, mm. yeah, there are people with disabilities, but there's people without disabilities. Like, why can't we all, you know, sort of be together? Uh, is really kind of a driving force. Yeah. Liz, I love it. Robbie, I have so many follow-up questions. Do you want to go first or? Fire away. Okay. 
I love everything, especially <laughs> this part about loving people deeply. We talk a lot about in leadership conversations, how do we actually care deeply for people? But I love the next level. Let's let's get right down to it and let's love each other. Come on, let's yeah. let's let's actually you know, do what we're meant to do and we're so hardwired for it. And it's such a physiological need that we have as human mm -hmm. beings, right? It's the most yeah. basic fundamental need. Um, I know that it can be really overwhelming for people because there is so much pain. There's so much going on in the world right now. I was talking to a DEI leader this morning and we're holding a listening session on Wednesday and it's this financial firm and it's it's so complicated and, and how do we support people who believe different things? How do we show up great for everybody? Care deeply, love one another. What would you say, Liz, is a first step for people to start taking one thing that people can do better? I mean, I think it's about, you know, it's, it's sort of this idea of, it's not about learning, it's about unlearning. I, I, I feel mm -hmm. that we were all, born deeply connected and, yep. and, and, um, and deeply driven towards community. And we unlearn that, uh, yep. get, get just by virtue of existing in the society, you know, and I'm talking about, you know, the United States and, and sort of Western nations, but, um, and I'm generalizing, but, but yeah, there, there is a huge emphasis, um, on on individualism and on mm. people are afraid to talk to each other like we're you know what I mean like I, and, and I see it with myself I, I you know I order food and they leave it at my door I don't even need to open I don't even have one word interaction with with the person who has brought me my food mm. like there's yeah. so many people who are involved in bringing me you know whatever this bagel that I'm eating and yet I am totally disconnected from from all of them and you know even the way that we build cities and and again particularly in the united states um i mean i'm from i'm living in la right now and it's i don't know how to drive it's kind of a weird uh personality quirk um and at this point it's kind of too late uh but you don't know how to it, drive at all i don't it's um good for you yeah, you know what? It's just like I, I feel like we're also really close to self-driving cars, so I'm just like by the yeah, very close. Wait it out. Like, wait it out. Robots <laughs> are going to do it. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it's it's um my co uh, this is you know synced is the other podcast I do, and and Monica, my co-host, always uh kind of gets mad at me because I give my phone number away a lot or something. Like she's like, why do you you know? Because I'll mm. meet people. I like it happened to me at Trader Joe's. Like fucking 10 days sorry i already swore oh, like, you're crazy. Ago, like last away. week and um and this woman's just like starts talking with me and she's like oh cool like i take photos and i was like oh i'm doing a film about disability rights like you could take photos of our subjects like and we just kind of started talking and she was like oh like let's stay in touch and and you know i'm probably not gonna hang out with her you know what i mean like i met her at a trader joe's in you know a separate part of town that i'm probably it's gonna cost me like 80 dollars just to go there and back in an uber i you know but <laughs> but i kind of if we lived in cities where that we didn't rely on cars as much you you would run into the same people yeah. at the locals right like oh, i'm yeah. shopping at, at a trader joe's where i'm not gonna see probably anyone again if i go back to that trader joe's because they're all 
stopping on their way to work or, you know, that's where their gym is, but, or some of them might live close to there, but most of us are getting there. You know, it's, it, it's, we're not in such close proximity, you know, to, to, to our homes. And there's so much commuting that it, it does mean that we're disconnected. And that, and, and so I told Monica, I was like, but how do I meet up with, like, this would be a great woman to just kind of know, even though she probably won't become my best friend, but how do I keep contact with her? Right. Like, yeah. mm -hmm. and, and so there is this weird, like, you know, again, what, if, what would have just been community um, needs to now be kind of uh, deliberately constructed and, and, and deliberately created. And so, and so to answer your question again, I go through five million. ADHD. It's great. All good. Um, <laughs> is, is to, yeah. Unlearn sort of the, the, the comfort and the expectation of individualism and to be more deliberate about creating community around, uh, around things that you care about or around pickleball. Like it doesn't have to be, you know, mm. I, I built a community and, you know, around feminism and social justice. And I've been totally blessed to be able to um, fall into, you know, a, a variety of privileges, which is, a, which have allowed me to, to really make that community feel really big and, and, and be really impactful in, in my life. But you don't have to, yeah, have, you know, followers on, on Instagram, like, you could just go in your community and find people and build community around the things that you, you know, care about. And you'll be surprised, like how many people, you know, if it's just, I want to, you know, I want there to be more gardens, you know, in our, in our mm. neighborhood and like, just put up a flyer and you'll be surprised by how many people are again, very hungry, um, for, 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 for community. Um, and, um, so yeah, I would, I would sort of start there and yeah, just look around and, and who's hungry, you know, who's, who's in need and just start there. Like it, it's, that's that. what makes the world, um, I mean, that's what would actually, you know, kind of get us out of this decade of hell. Um, you know, it's everyone individually kind of, you know, realizing that their that their actions really matter. Like they yeah. really matter. They really do. And, you know, it's interesting. The unlearning conversation actually starts with where we st we started this conversation today was around the willingness, Robbie, when mm -hmm. you were talking about, you know, when you had separated in the work that you were getting introduced to, transformation and change does not happen until we are willing, mm -hmm. right? We have to be willing. And I really think that's the first step too in the unlearning is mm -hmm. it's a tie between awareness, understanding that you need to unlearn and then the willingness. Mm -hmm. It's it's a, they go together. I don't think you can have transformation, change, unlearning or growth if we don't, number one, have the awareness that we need to, and number two, have the willingness to change. For something different. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, the what comes to mind for me is <clears throat> kind of like you said early on where, um, well, let me backtrack. So automatically I think about all the things that are working against everything you're saying. You know, and not just, I mean, yes, people, because people created the things, but the things, the technology, the phones, the apps, mm -hmm. the, 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 the convenience, the, what's yeah. the, what's the book out there? The, uh, something, com the comfort crisis. If you, do you know this book? Oh, I don't know Ooh. about it, but. Um, Ooh, it's good. Yeah, it's but it really digs into just all the things that you said, like getting food delivered without having to, 
you know, get off your ass for a second. Um, those are the things that are working against all of this stuff that we all so innately need. Yeah. What do we, what, what do we do there? How, how does yeah. it, I mean, there's always going to be a battle. I get that. And, and, and I know a lot of your work, Liz, is, is, you know, capitalism, patriarchy, all the things that, you know, ultimately kind of created these things. How do we fight it? You know, I mean, and, and do we fight it? You know, is that a battle that we're willing to fight? Is there really something that could change on that Mac level? Or is it communal? Is it individual? Is it finding the people that are all looking for the same thing and attracting them? Yeah, I think it's both. You know, I think that if we, you know, and, and in terms of the comfort crisis, I mean, again, I'm saying this as a person who literally, you know, yeah. has developed, like, I, you know, I was thinking when I, again, was thinking about this ordering business, I was like, I used to call a restaurant <laughs> and talk to a person mm -hmm. and then like Love. order Miss. and say the Miss things it. I need, I want <laughs> like, it's yeah. wild. It's, it, yeah. I mean, it's not wild. It's wild that it feels wild. Right. Um, <laughs> right. And, and now I have, I have kind of social anxiety around um, or even, you know, taking cabs, right? Like you used to take a cab once in a while and, and you would, you know, if the cab driver started a conversation, you were kind of like, having a conversation, yeah. you know, you couldn't just, you know, it, it was, him. and sometimes it was a good one and sometimes it wasn't a good one, but that was just kind of life. And now, you know, on, yeah, if you take an Uber, I mean, in New York, forget it. No one's talking to you. Um, but, but, in, in but, but still it's, it's, you know, even in other places you, you can select quiet, you know, yes. I don't want to talk, oh which is God. scary. It's very, yeah. um, you know, so, so these tools are, are, you know, created to disin incentivize you know I, I guess community and and you know and and at the same time I also don't want to tell people um again I do these things I I get in the car and I don't you know I I feel I feel very overstimulated right now um mm -hmm. or I feel like it has not gone down I guess since since the pandemic where I feel um yeah, I, 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 I also, you know, want to take care of myself, right? And and if I just want to kind of be in silence and, and I and I uh, don't feel like talking, that's also that's also okay. Um, but but yeah, like I think being like scheduling. I mean, I, this is what I have to do because again, I can get into isolation modes. It's like I have to be as um, you know, sort of deliberate with 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 um with with how i socialize and how i work which is like again a sad state of affairs um but i have to make sure that i am seeing people and make sure that i am you know in 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 again connecting with people that are like-minded and and notice when like i'm with people who make me feel worse about the world mm -hmm. right um people who don't you know I and I think right now I don't know when again this is coming out but there's a lot happening in the world right now and there there are people who um are you know prefer to put their heads in the sand and um and again respect like it's a lot um but there are people who are out there trying to 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 you know make a difference and mm. and I think being around those people is is yeah like noticing with who you do feel the most um civically engaged and and finding those groups, like they are out there. Like do, yeah. Google, like is an incredible resource. Like there is a group for everything. Everything. Um, and and even 
in terms of mental health, like 12 step programs, like there's a 12 step program for everything, everything. <laughs> like it's a, it's yeah. a pretty much like all of us could slot into one of them and yeah. they're amazing at one point in our lives. <laughs> they're and amazing and they're is, free. <laughs> they're amazing and they're free. And they're the best. It is, you know, if you're not a religious person, uh, cause obviously church used to be the way that we would, you know, be in, in community with people. I think it's a great third place. Um, I think it's a, it's a great place where again, you can organize and, and, and sort of assemble around, uh, you know, spirituality and, and, and whatever issue you're kind of working through, but it's also a great place to just be, yeah, in community with people. Um, and I think those, those, are, those spaces are really, really important. And then online, you know, like, yeah, follow people who, same thing, right? Who do you follow that makes you feel shittier or makes you feel like the world is falling apart and, or, you know, or, and, and who do you follow that you get excited about? And there's so many online communities really that you can follow too. And, connect with people who follow those people. Yeah. You know, I, I, I love seeing that under my, you know, certain post or whatever. I, I, people are so, you know, they're talking to each other, you know, man enough is, uh, you know, another podcast that I do. And it, it's one of the most engaged, beautiful communities and, mm -hmm. and people, you know, uh, meet each other, uh, in, in, <laughs> in, in, in the comments. And I, I think that's wonderful. <laughs> that's so cool. Liz, how how do you take care of yourself? How do you have energetic or psychic boundaries? Because there is so much going on in the world. And it's not just light stuff. It's mm -hmm. really deep trauma that people are experiencing yeah. daily, right? Yeah. And, and, it, and you can just get swept into it. So I'm curious, what do you have in place? How do you support yourself? Energetic, emotional boundaries, those sorts of things. I mean, it's a work in progress. I mean, I'm a work in progress. Uh, I, <laughs> I think it's hard. Um, I've mm -hmm. had to make certain changes, um, which I didn't, yeah, I didn't used to have to do, honestly. Um, but, yeah. but now I can't really listen to the news first thing in the morning. Yeah. Um, it's one of the, and, and again, late at night, it's, it's like, again i'm i hate hearing those words coming out of my mouth because i'm a i'm a news junkie and i'm a journalist and uh but but i do think that it creates um a yeah it, for me anyways or again in terms of my body and and how i respond to it i've, I've had to acknowledge that it's having you know a, a damaging impact and that it doesn't actually um, help me be more engaged, uh, right. and, and actually can do the, the opposite. So if I am reading some awful things before I go to bed, then I'm, you know, not sleeping well and I'm thinking about it and I'm not doing anything about it. It's not like it's helping, you know, like <laughs> right. no. for right. me to be yeah. right. And, yeah. and actually for me to, yeah, you know, I, I still have news alerts on my phone, but I'm really thinking of getting rid of them too. I, I don't have any notifications actually except news alerts at this point. Um, so I think taking off no notifications is a, is a huge one. And, and I've had to, um, I mean, I've had to have real sit downs with myself and, um, you know, with just email and with, with the amount of sort of incoming things that I'm not you know, that I'm not going to be able to respond to what everybody wants and needs. Right. And, um, for sure. and sort of having, um, I guess, you know, compassion for myself in, in, in that sense. And, and also I think that there was a moment and I think we're still a little bit in that moment where 
there's this sort of expectation that everyone should care about everything and, mm. and, and, and should be an expert, you know, because all of these inequalities are connected uh, because racism and sexism and the environment and disability rights and, um, you know, foreign, you know, uh, conflicts, you know, going around, uh, you know, ab abroad. Um, yes, those are all connected. Oh my God, for sure. But right. like, it's okay that you're not, like Angela Davis, you know what I mean? Like, like that, there are people who <laughs> can connect all of those things and yeah. we, you know, are, are amazing. And, and again, maybe that's you, but probably not. And, and it's okay to have one thing, you know, that you deeply yeah, care about and are invested yeah. in and, and, you know, are, are, are sort of an expert in, 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 and not an expert in terms of, you know, you've, studied it or I, I'm not even talking about it in that kind of formal elitist kind of way but just a topic that you know a lot about and care a lot about um I, it's okay that you don't yeah you're not fully versed in in any I mean for me honestly it's like environmental policy is just mm. I care deeply about the environment but I'm not it's just like I don't know there's something with my brain where it doesn't um even when I read about it, it's, it's just not something that comes easily for me to be yeah. really versed in like talking about. Yeah. And I had to, yeah, be like, oh, I don't have to be posting, whether it's a digital, you know, we're talking about on, on in terms of our, our digital uh, identity and, and, and work, but yeah, like I don't have to know all of this. And, and if I don't know about it, it doesn't mean that I'm not a caring person. It doesn't mean yeah. that I'm a fat person. It doesn't mean that I'm right, you know, racist or sexist or homophobic because I, right. It's, it's, I think, um, taking things off your plate, uh, can actually make you more effective, um, at the things that you're fighting for, um, and, and that you believe in. And I think that we have to, yeah, I think we've become very hard on ourselves, you know, and, and hard on each other. So we take hard it on each other. Yeah. Yeah. We take it personally. Right. And we, um, or we really assign, intentions to other people's um actions or not actions i mean yeah. I recently you know someone got mad at me because of, of something that i didn't post and i was like so you're mad at blank space like <laughs> like that's what we're doing now we're indicting each other over over things that yes. don't exist like oh my God. you know it's i think we we have to realize at one point like okay you know my expectations for myself and for other people might be a little too high here and i might be setting myself up for for failure yeah, go ahead. How do you deal with resistance for against the things you do fight? Because you are outspoken and you do fight against things that ruffle some feathers. How do you how do you yeah. deal with some of that resistance? It takes some work for me. Uh, I think that I project like I am very confident in terms of the things that I believe in and, and, and what's right. I, I do have, I think a sense of, I've always had a sense of, of I guess uh, I'm, I'm justice driven and, and I, and I'm used to, uh, you know, seeing things being wrong and being like, no, you know, like this is, you know, and I'm fine with that. But, but, but I am also like a deeply sensitive Pisces. Um, and so I also, <laughs> uh, I, I, I think people don't realize, yeah, sometimes how much I do get, you know, sometimes hurt by mm -hmm. the things that people will say, but, but I, it always is about coming back to yourself and, and, 
not in one of the four agreements, which is just like, don't mm-hmm. take anything personally. Personally, yeah. You, it's just, it will fix your life. I, I mean, it's <laughs> obviously again, it's a, it's a practice, right? It's, it's yeah. like working out. You, you can't just like work out once and be like, you know, now I'm fit. I'm it's, awesome. It's a, yeah, it's a daily. It's it can be daily, weekly, monthly, yeah. right? Whatever it is for you, and and it becomes easier with time, obviously. But in those moments, that's when I know I'm I'm not aligned, and and that you know, and I had to come to terms with the fact that I will never make everyone happy. You know, there's just it's just I will never. Everyone won't like me, and and if everyone likes me, I'm probably doing something wrong anyways and i'm not probably being true to, to to myself and and as long as i'm true to myself i can't be wrong right like mm. or or i can't be um making a, 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 a mistake that is um you know obviously mistakes are fine but but i i don't need to question right like myself incessantly with the things that people think if if um yeah, if, if I'm being, if I, if I'm standing in the truth and, and, and what's true to me and if what's true to me changes, it probably will. Cause that's what we do as yep. human beings, right? Like <laughs> there are probably a million things you can think of just off the top of your head, things that you've changed your mind about, mm-hmm. or, um, you know, you've evolved, right. That's what, what, that's what we do. Um, so it's, it's also giving yourself the, the grace, you know, of, of that you're, you know, giving everyone else. Um, so yeah, I think those are the, and then, you know, I'll take, I'll just also kind of take breaks, uh, I, which makes me sad. Cause I love the people in our community. Like I mm. love my favorite thing is just reading what they feel and, and how they're reflecting on something that, you know, I'll just give them like a little thing and they'll create a whole beautiful, um, you know, like mountain out of it and 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 in a, in a positive way you know they'll, they'll they'll add so much to it and and so much complexity in and so i i, I do love engaging with, with with people but yeah sometimes people you know will will feel differently about in, wanting to engage with me and and that's also okay you know you know uh, i i love that because you brought up the 12 steps. Uh, I'm in, re- yeah. I've been in recovery for 18 years. That's so amazing. I'm very yeah. familiar with the 12 steps and, yeah. and I always go back to them. I, you know, like anything yeah. it's, uh, I, the daily practice can often subside. Uh, and, and I can recognize when I start to take things personal and that's, mm-hmm. that's it. It's like, you know, somebody says something that was not directed to me and I, took it personally yeah. and, uh, and right yeah. it right then I'm like I'm not doing my practices because the yeah. the because truly if you're working and the 12 yeah. steps is just a good example of kind of the entire cycle of of all like well-being things and you know we can get into psych 101 all we want but really if you're taking care of yourself and you're cleaning up your side of the street and you're doing all the things like it's really you naturally kind of don't take things personally yeah even yeah. when they are directed at you it's like eh. yes it's a, it's um yes you, you and and you are able to see um when someone's just also using you to self-regulate yeah. their emotions oh, yeah. which is i think something that's going on a lot it's right frequent. now you know yeah. where yes where there's valid emotions but they're being kind of thrown at people who have nothing to do you know with with 
with anything and, and, and they're becoming sort of the target. Um, and, and that people are using other people to Mm self-regulate and it's the discharging of hurt, right? Mm -hmm. Like we're people, we're not taught how to, we're not taught how to regulate. We're not taught how to deal with our emotions and our humanity. And people are so upset. That's what they do. They discharge hurt. They weaponize the work. Right. Yeah. They're mad at you, Liz, because you didn't yeah. you weren't loud enough. You weren't proud enough. You didn't <laughs> post enough or whatever it is. Right. It's or too much. Yes. Yeah. And right. it's an unwinnable game. Yeah, it's exactly yeah. like when you're in the business of making other people happy, uh, you know, it, it's it to your. Yeah, it's a winning. You know, you don't want to be in, 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 in that business. And it's um, I, I think sometimes it takes it all kind of breaking down uh, where, where, cause I think for a while I really thought I could, you know, I, I, I was convinced that I, yeah, that somehow I, I, it, it was a task I could really co- accomplish. And when it, you know, a little bit like you, Robbie, when, you know, you, you're going through a difficult time where you're, you know, you lose a lot. That's when you go like, Oh, I can't, I'm not in charge <laughs> over here, right. you know? Uh, and it's kind of, again, it's, I'm not in charge or, I'm not in charge. You know, there's two ways of saying it. And if you can embrace, you know, um, the second part, I think it's, it's yeah, much more relaxing. (laughs) Yeah. It's amazing how phrases can take on new meaning when there's a comma or just, (laughs) right. Or, or just a different way of being about it. Yeah. Right. Because I can disagree or have strong feelings about something and I can be great about it or mm-hmm. I can disagree and have strong feelings and be a total jerk about it. Right. I mean both things can happen with very different outcomes and that's something that we talk about a lot. It's it's more about who you're being than about mm-hmm. what you're saying or what you're doing mm. because if you're going to sh- if you're showing up and being great or Liz to your point you're telling your truth, you're in your own personal integrity. And when you have that, even if things are hurting you, you have that. And that's the most important thing. You, yeah. you have yourself. Yeah. yeah. And if you're trying to make people happy, you're not in integrity. No. Right. right? Like then you can't uh, be, you know, sort of back yourself 100 in, percent in, in, mm. into whatever you, 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 you know, or, or sort of back yourself up in, in, in what you chose to do. So that's also the again, it's not a winning game because then you're kind of screwing yourself over you know too and so I think that yeah that the you know the truth right what's the truth and and I think that's also at the core of a lot of 12-step you know a a lot of the work in in 12-step programs which is um yeah like not um perform yeah being or doing you know what you think other people it's like what you think other people will make them happy right it's it's all what you think anyways like will you actually make them happy it's not really what they like you know um the idea that you can predict and 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 know and oh my god it's just you know that you yeah you think you're god you know yeah. and uh it's so great to to not um put that on your you know on on your tasks your your list of responsibilities for the oh. day well and it's every you just talked about how you're we, you have to deal with other people doing the same to you, Yeah, you know, right. Un- right. knowing what you're thinking and feeling and your agenda yeah. and your intent, you know. Yeah, exactly. It's- exactly. Yes. Yes. Which is like, 
I can't, you know, because I, yeah, recently had a, a thing kind of pretty, yeah, thing blow up around this thing. And, and they were like, why don't you want to talk about it? And I'm like, because we're starting from a point that like you've assigned, you know, uh, yeah, like I, the premise of the conversation you want to have is, is, is one that's rooted in, in your reality and, and what you've decided, you know, is, is, is true, but that's not actually, you know, what's going on. And so I don't even know how to enter that conversation with you. And so that's where boundaries, you know, are really important and so hard. It's so hard to, I feel, I feel like a lot of us are walking around, you know, kind of new to, you know, setting boundaries. And sometimes it can feel very um, awkward, right. Or, or, um, or um, yeah, like the, I, I, I don't know if you had to do this, Robbie, especially with recovery, but like where you're like new to doing it. And so you're doing, you're, you're kind of almost like saying it as like a script, you know, as opposed to just kind of the natural way it would come up because it's not natural. Right. Right. It's, it's not natural to, um, to, to, to say the truth, you yeah. know, about how you're feeling or about what you want or uh, yeah. what you need. And so you almost become this like robotic, like, you know, uh, and so I think, yeah, I, I always feel funny when when I'm I'm basically saying the thing that my therapist told me to say, you know, yeah. and, and it's fake and I'm it like, till you make it kind of thing. Yes, yeah. exactly. And I'm like so nervous saying it, but then, you know, nothing bad happens. And um, that's also part of it. Right. Being like, OK, I set a boundary and I didn't die, you know, um, <laughs> so that's you know, I can do it again. It's an amazing practice. And that's all it yeah. is, right? Is practicing and getting better and you do it enough and you get really good at it. Yeah. 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 Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, you do. You do. You definitely yes. do. Yeah. I remember, you know, being a baby coach and, you know, first 11 years ago and the first time I asked someone to pay me for my work versus today, it's gotten much better. The conversations, yeah. right? It's just, it's that practice. Um, pay up motherfucker. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> giddy up. Let's do this. Yeah. Thing. How uh, do you do it? What do you do? How do you say it? Oh, well, so <laughs> she had to teach me how to do it, which is so she's, she's, she's got it. Well, my team jokes with me all the time. They say you're high on your own supply because I'm just so excited about what we're doing. And yeah. to me, it doesn't feel like sales. It doesn't feel like, right. it just right. feels like a conversation. And I feel like yeah. I've been given these amazing tools and we can share them with you or not. It's totally up to you. I'm, mm. And it has taken practice to not yeah. be attached in those conversations. And sometimes I am when we're, and I can tell. Mm -hmm. I can tell when I'm just being myself, just authentic, just sharing, excited to be there. When yeah. I'm really in my flow, it's a little, it's a little left of center. It's really energetic and it's unapologetic actually. It's just like, mm -hmm. this is what I care about. This is why I care about it. And here's why I think you should care about it too. Yeah. Um, so it is practice and it's that authenticity. And, and over time, you know, my own measures of success have changed with different things because I remember during the pandemic giving a, a training for the top 300 leaders at Verizon. And I remember that day saying, okay, what does success look like today? Because I can't please all 300 people. They could be clipping their toenails and 
You know, God knows what they're doing. They're not even paying attention, right? Because nobody's on camera except me and the other facilitator and a, a moderator. So what is success for me yeah. in this conversation? And for me, it was being authentic and having a good time. That was success. Yeah. Like, okay, maybe, if I maybe don't fall down on the stage. Yeah, I don't fall down <laughs> yes. on the stage. Right? But, like but really, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Farts, exactly. Burps. And um, burps are fine. Farts, yeah, so burps you, you have to draw the line somewhere. But again, it's all in the scope of our humanity. And, yeah. and can we be generous and compassionate and love each other anyway in the face mm -hmm. of farts and fall downs and things like that? And I say we can. I say we can. But I've, I've definitely had to practice and really... It was really interesting. I heard Brene Brown once speak about she was speaking at a conference and a speaking agent said to her, like, hey, you're the best. And do you know you're paid a third to half of all these men who are also on stage with you? Mm -hmm. Right. So that's not OK for me. Even, you know, we charge a lot. I, I feel like we're very fair in the industry. And, you know, I know men at Corn Ferry who you know, are adjacent to the work that I do, I know they're charging mm -hmm. twice. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's always in our integrity, practicing what's the next level and why. Mm. Yeah. I'm going around over the river and through the woods into this conversation about asking for money. But there we are. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah, I love that. Just have fun. Also, is a great goal. It'll probably make you so much better, even if you were to come up with other goals, right? Like that are more accomplishment based. Like you're probably gonna accomplish those way more if you're just having fun. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's huge. Yeah. My two values are making a difference and having fun. So oh, I love that. Yeah, I love it, that. It changes That's the pretty. game. I mean, it changes the game. And actually, when we were talking about your evolution, Liz, of your mission mm -hmm. and how it's changed, I remember the first time I did that exercise around values, the first time I did it, it was forgiveness and spirituality. Mm. Mm -hmm. Right? Because at that time, five or six years ago, that was what was most important to me. And it's, you know, fun. and Yeah, it exists. Yeah. Right? It does. Yeah. It changed. We evolve. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Interesting. Because I have a different, different in the sense of the work I do. I work in addiction. I work in crisis. Yeah. I work with people who yeah. suck, <laughs> you know, and just battle and don't succeed and leave a path of just destruction behind them. Mm -hmm. uh, and it can be brutal, absolutely yeah. brutal to the point where, I, I, you know, I don't know how much longer I want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And there's, and then there's, you know, there's people who come to me for help yeah. and please just tell me what to do. Then it's fun. Yeah. Then it's real work. Right. But the other part, which is necessary, completely necessary, the other part, but it's, uh, your, your, your statistics are low there, mm. you yeah. know? So anyway. Yeah. That's why I think that for people like us who are out there supporting others, it's so important that we are supported mm. and taken care of. Yeah. yeah. Liz, what yeah. sort of support structures do you have? 
So I am in a 12 step program, wouldn't be able to do what, mm. what, what I do without it. Um, and for me, it's, uh, it's, it's helped me. Yeah. It, it, it just gives me the tools and sort of the infrastructure, um, and the, the, the community to, to really, yeah, feel like what I'm going through. I'm not alone in, in, in sort of going through it. And, um, yeah, the first time I went to a 12 step program, I, I was, it was like online during the pandemic and like my camera was off, my sound was off, but I, cry, I just like sobbed. <laughs> yeah. Like you, that's so and that's how you kind of know, like, you know, obviously they, you know, say try a few and, and you might not have that reaction. It, it, you know, that doesn't mean don't go back. But for me, it, I didn't even really know why I was crying, but mm. it, that was for me the sign of like, oh, there's something, you know, here that, um, yeah, like what, what was so meaningful for me was actually, it was such a random group. I, uh, you know, you eventually often find kind of like-minded, you know, people who uh, maybe you'll find a group where people are kind of mostly your age or maybe, mm. you know, again, in your community or, or, um, or again, you'll find a few people who you really kind of connect with. But for me, it was the fact that like all these people were so different from me and yet they were all going through the same thing that I was going through. And that was mm. like a really powerful thing for me. Um, I also have the privilege to be able to do therapy, um, which I know is, is, um, I, yeah, I, I started doing EMDR two years ago. And the first mm. thing that I thought of, the was, best. Is it, yeah, if you have any kind of childhood stuff, it's so, oh, it's, the best. it's, it's nuts. Uh, yeah. I, I, you know, the, the progress that you can make with that. And, um, yeah, it made me wish imme immediately that this could be available to, you know, particularly I think kids and, um, you know, who have, who have less resources, because just by virtue of growing up in poverty, you're going to be, you know, most often, uh, there's going to be dysfunction. Yeah. Um, and, and, um, yeah, it's, it's sometimes not saying it's always the case, but it's, you know, it's, 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 uh, you're at, at a higher, you know, sort of likelihood of that occurring. And so I, I, yeah, I feel for just like how much EMDR, like if every, if every kid could get EMDR, just like how <laughs> differently the world would look like. Um, and yeah, just, you know, I, I do kind of have a spiritual ish practice. It mm -hmm. sort of shifts with time. Um, I have ADHD, so meditating is not, um, it's easy? not, it's not, is that easy? It's not easy. <laughs> and, I, and I think I'm, you know, I get more benefits out of like yoga, right? I get more mm -hmm. benefits out of sure. even breath work, right? It's, it's learning like, because those are just more somatic and and I think actually for a lot of men um those more somatic you know again working out and going for a run like that might actually be more um of a, a of a sort of release for you um than, than meditating again I'm not saying don't meditate but I think like finding the thing that works for your body and works for you is, is a really big one um and um yeah those are kind of the base the that's kind of the baseline um you doing and, any and ice he, baths? I do actually. Well, so I, I, yes, I'm a big fan and <laughs> love it. I, yeah. Cold showers, you know, oh, even yeah. though sometimes I do it and I'm like, being a woman is hard enough. Like why, why <laughs> <Truly>. am I? <laughs> and you know, I think if, yeah, yesterday, actually I was, I skipped the cold one. Cause I just was like in a, I just wasn't feeling great. And I was like, I, it was almost like an act of love, actually. Like, I'm yeah, not give to yourself do it. a little grace. I got exactly. You. <laughs> and I was like, you know, if men 
have their periods for one day. Like if they just had the experience of like what a woman goes through just for one day, like they wouldn't need, you know, cold showers. Obviously I'm joking, but um, yeah, sometimes I've just been like, I can't, but, but yeah, like keeping promises to yourself. Right. I, mm. I think that's like a really big one and it's beautiful. cold shower. That could be your promise. You know, oh, yeah. Yeah. one minute under, under the cold shower today, and then mm-hmm. you accomplish it and you do it and you kept that promise and you're, you know, really sort of starting from a different place. Um, and I, you know, struggled with a lot of, you know, sort of negative self-talk. And so I, when I notice that I'm in, I wake up in that way, um, I'll just play like Louise Hay um, affirmations, which is just like free on YouTube. And it's just her saying like, I love my life. I love my body. I am. I love beautiful. myself. Because like, <laughs> affirmations in my head don't really work. But for some reason, I'll just get up and I'll play it while I'm doing other stuff. And it almost kind of replaces the soundtrack that I'm not even sort of maybe even consciously aware of. And it just kind of gives it another you know, it, it, sometimes I feel like I'm like, you know, hypnotizing myself a little bit with it. Um, but it, it, you know, I, I do feel like, again, it just, it's about like, what do I need today? You know, and yeah. what I need yeah. yesterday might be different from what I need right now. And, um, and, and, and what I need might be different from what someone else needs. You know, I think um, yeah. those are the big ones. Yeah. Yeah. Today, I just need a little grace. That's it. Yes. Most days. Yes. Most days. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I yes. love it. Well, yeah. Liz, out of spirit of time, thank you so much. We are honored that you even agreed to come on and then kept your promise over all these yes. cancellations and <laughs> oh. reschedules. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but we really, really appreciate it. I have one last question and it's going to be one that'll make you think just a little. Um, and it is, you can take this however you want and you can go however you want with it. But Liz Plank, why do you care? The good one. I care because I cannot not care. It's just like, Perfect. I cannot not. Um, and, and when I don't, you know, because I'll, I'll convince myself once in a while, you know, I'll mm-hmm. be like, whatever, I'll just, right. you know, take it easy, take it and, easy. You know, I take a corporate job where I have health care and I don't have to worry about people <laughs> hating me. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, and and then I yeah, that'll give me solace for like a little while. But but at the end of the day, like that's not it doesn't feel in alignment with who I are, who, who I am. And it doesn't. um it feels like I'm betraying myself. Mm. Um, and I think that what we do matters. Mm. And when I start believing that, yeah, I shouldn't care or that me caring has no impact, um, we're letting them win, you know, and, and we're letting hate, we're letting a very small percentage of, you know, people at the top, who will benefit from mm-hmm. me uh, and others not caring. Not caring. And so yeah. when I start to not care, um, I realize that it's not that I have to change my, you know, entire self. It means I, it probably just needs, means I need rest. And mm-hmm. I'll feel differently once I'm rested. Um, so, yeah, I care. Um, 
I care because that's kind of the only, that's the only option. Liz, thank you for caring. Thank you for caring and being a lamb chop. You're a scrumptious lamb chop. It was so great to be with you. You're a delight. I love you. Sweatshirt or sweater, whatever. Yeah, you're just lovely. There's enough space. Oh, get out! Oh, I love it even more now. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a yeah. You only saw the one dot, but it's way cooler down there. Oh, it's Um, way cooler. Who makes it? Um, this Montreal artist, uh, she's called mm. Pony, P-O-N-Y. Her Pony. Aunt, she sells stuff like it's um, it's beautiful. She's like an amazing right. artist. Um, Write that down. Artist. Write that down. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to write it down. I'm going to go see Pony on the internet and see what, <laughs> yeah. what we can do. It looks fabulous. <laughs> yeah. But you're yeah. a delight. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you both. I really, really enjoyed it. And yeah, Robbie, I uh, really appreciate you being uh, so uh, your, your your tenacity in making this happen. <laughs> and um, and I'm so glad that the, the book was helpful to you. And I'm really glad to hear about the positive um, changes that you've made um, and experienced and that you and your wife get to it's incredible. Uh, you know, enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate yeah. everything you do. Thank you. We'll, uh, we'll be out your way again soon. I'll reach out. Yeah, great, great meeting you both. And um, yeah, really enjoyed this. Thank you, Thank Liz. You, Liz.